Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. If you're not familiar with my show, you can take a look at my show blog. I've been doing this show since 2011, which I cannot believe. And uh, it's really evolved. I actually have every guest that's ever been on the show on the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. So standing by to kick off this week's show is UC Irvine's Basic Needs Center Director, Andrea Mora. She's standing by to join us to talk about this big initiative that just launched on campus. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You must have been exhausted from that initial launch that took place just, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Uh, uh, yes, a couple of weeks ago. Well, it was, it was a great success. It was a fun day in the rain. We did all right. <laughs> I think we succeeded at our goal. Amazing. So you're the director of uh, UCI's Basic Needs Center. Could you tell me more about your role and how this came about? Yeah, of course. So we've been doing uh, basic needs work in the UC system for now about eight years. I was hired back in 2015 as the inaugural food access and security coordinator. At the time, it was a kind of coordinator entry-level role mm -hmm. to create the first pantry on our campus. And throughout the years, we've worked basically with the UC system leadership and all of our colleagues across the UC uh, to really expand our work. And so a few years ago, we also had an opportunity to start receiving state funds. And that's what really propelled our work to expand and start offering a lot more resources to students. You know, in my role, I basically oversee the entirety of the services and obviously the staff that provides the services. Uh, we're there to support students when they struggle financially. Um, but we're also a space, like an educational space, right, where students can learn about nutrition and how to, you know, cook healthier on a budget and how to manage their finances. And then, of course, we also provide direct resources for those who are currently experiencing a financial challenge, whether it's food insecurity or housing challenges. And then we're also there to support students when they face like more like l complex life situations or mm -hmm. what you can call like financial crises. So we do have social workers on our team. Uh, we have an emergency grant. We have emergency housing. So really a plethora of resources to make sure the students are being taken care of and that we can alleviate a little bit of the socioeconomic stress in my experience. That's fantastic. Where is this located on campus exactly? We are on campus. Um, we are in what's called the Student Services West Building. Basically, if, if folks are familiar with the Science Library, there's that bridge right behind it. Yes. Um, that kind of goes across Piltalsen and brings you over to our building. So we're building 800 on the campus map uh, right off of Piltalsen in uh, the corner of Academy. So it's where that stop sign is on Piltalsen and Academy. Okay. So can you walk us through, you, you just launched this big initiative. It's a new mobile food pantry. It's 22 feet long, customized li delivery van. I have a picture on the show blog. Who, who decorated this? I mean, it's really cool looking. Thank you. Yeah, so it's been uh, um, a project that has taken a few years, actually. We started with working with a vendor and identifying the vehicle and then customizing it. Mm -hmm. um, and once um, that vehicle was ready, then it was brought onto campus, and it was actually our student marketing team, so our student interns working in collaboration with our student affairs um, communications team uh, on coming up with the design and really, like, thinking That's about great. the branding, right, yes. uh, trying to figure out how to, you know, reconcile the UCI branding colors with our center branding colors and also, like, kind of give it a lot of life and kind of, like, you know, um, just kind of like a fun, um, fun look. I, it is fun look, and I love how you took into consideration, as far as the branding, you were going to have students get involved, because that means a lot, because if, if they have input into what attracts them to this project, 
that will attract their peers. Yeah, of course. I think that that's been uh, a thing for us since day one of this work. It has always been very informed by your student leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this work that you see before it was formalized, right, uh, and institutionalized. It was students who were advocating for this type of resources and kind of telling their stories. So it has been really important here on our campus, and, and I think in, in many of our campuses, uh, to have that kind of like the student involvement, the student input, right, because we want to make sure we reach to yes. students. And you want people to feel comfortable reaching out to you. There's no stigma, you know, that you have this amazing resource. Yeah, of course. Uh, Part of our work is also trying to uh, change the narrative, right, change the culture, make sure the students understand that they can reach out for help and that Mm -hmm. it's not embarrassing to need help, right? And and, um, we have the resources to support them. One thing you said earlier, which I really resonated with, because when I was in college, I ate so much junk food. And I would say I was pretty depressed as a result, and I didn't perform my best academically. And I like that part of one of the components is you're actually teaching them about nutrition. Yeah, I think that's super important. I think one of the things we realized, right, and I think I, I had a similar experience, right? I think when you're young, you think you're invincible, and you mm-hmm. don't think much about your nutrition and what you're filling your body with. And as a result, that can make you sick, right, or lethargic, or tired, yes. or say, you know, even has correlations to mental health. So um, the beauty of our work is not only can we support those in need, but it also allows us to have larger conversations about mm-hmm. what it means to be well, right, and what it means to um, take care of your body and your soul, right, and, and right. take care of your needs, right, yeah. uh, so that you can then take on the research and the long hours in class and all of that. Sure. I mean, this is the first time many students are on their own for the first time, and there's no manual, you know, self-care manual for what to do. You're just focusing on academics getting into college, and then it's like, oh, I have to think about nutrition? That's something new. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, a lot of our students, especially right in a a college, in a campus that serves so many first uh, generation students, right? So many students really don't know what to expect, and it's when they get here that they're really like, oh, I have to do all this, plus I also have to figure out how to be an adult. (laughs) Right. And that's a lot to do. Yes, yes. Well, I think, too, and I've learned as I've gotten older, maybe you have as well, you have to be a detective when it comes to your health. And I actually would be, I would be sick my freshman year of college a lot because of my diet and not enough sleep, but mostly the food I was eating. Oh, yeah, I I can, that was my experience, too, right? And Mm -hmm. you're kind of like, why am I always sick, right? I'm young. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, you put together kind of like, oh, you know, what your 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 food is your fuel, right? So sure. if you're not putting good fuel in. Yes. Um, I remember some, you know, nutritionists telling me that metaphor about the car, right? Like you wouldn't put like crap fuel in your new vehicle. Yes. Like that's how you want to treat your body. And I think that's something that, that's important for us to kind of spread that message to. Definitely. So you have a, uh, you're launching a Zot Funder campaign running through December 31st. And this is to raise money to stock the mobile pantry, right? Yes, of course. So, um, you know, we, we figure during the holiday season, right, a lot of folks reach out actually to us and ask, like, how can we support, right? How can we get involved? And so it's, a, it's an opportunity for folks in the community to be able to provide direct support, especially uh, specifically we're fundraising to uh, just have a little more funds to, you know, bring more variety and, you know, more quality of food into the food pantry distribution. That's great. So um, you also received a grant of $245,000 from the UC Office of the President, uh, you mentioned earlier, to you know purchase the van. So that must have been incredibly exciting. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think that was uh, a few years ago, um, there was this call for proposals, right, for like innovative practices uh, related to our basic needs work um, that went out to all of our colleagues across the UC. And I think at that point, we were really thinking this was kind of like the year 
before the pandemic really hit. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were hearing from our students that, you know, at the time we were in a different location on campus that was a little harder to get to. And a lot of students would just talk about how important it was for them for the space to be accessible, right? And so we had trialed a few different pop-up pantry models where we would take all of our food and our supplies to different spaces on campus. Um, but we figured it was a lot of, like, you know, work trying to get our tables and our canopies and all the food out somewhere, set it up, break it down. And so that kind of sparked the thought of, like, okay, how can we make this a little bit easier? Uh, we started looking into some different, like, models out there and found that the two of the food banks here in Orange County actually have a mobile pantry, right, or a vehicle on wheels and kind of were inspired by that model. Okay. They specifically serve kind of like more of the harder-to-reach communities like senior citizens, right? Yes. And so we were like, oh, this is kind of like a cool model, right? Like yeah. you can have this vehicle that goes out. And so that's really where the idea sparked. And then the call for proposals came about. So it was kind of just like the perfect timing to say like, oh, let's try to do this. Um, yeah, and we had that's to, great. you know, get, of course, like our leadership at, uh, in the UC, uh, at UCI, like on board and, you know, supporting the project. But we were successful. Sure. But the fact that you also have it adorned with these images of produce and anteaters, you know, it just makes it more desirable to walk up and see what's this all about. You know, it's more inviting. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's um, on point as far as like we want to make sure students are curious about what it is. And Mm -hmm. um, it's also like so symbolic, right, as you see this truck moving around campus, um, that effect that is, you know, kind of like, you know, spreading this silent message about like food and nutrition and like, Hey, there's a basic need center. Some students might not even know, right? And so it's also a way to kind of spread awareness about the fact that there is a space that uh, is ready to support students. Well, also, you are addressing a mental health issue. I'm, a lot of my work is in the mental health space, being a mental health advocate. And when you think about, and I'm sure you've taken this into consideration, the impact of um, what I call the mental health pandemic because of covid it just exacerbated everything that was already happening before COVID. And so, you know, the aftermath of students living through a pandemic has been really rough, to say the least. Of course, yeah, we've definitely seen, we're seeing it, right? We're seeing it now more than ever. We're seeing a lot more students impacted, uh, not only by basing these challenges, but mental health challenges. And our research shows very clearly, right, um, that folks who experience food insecurity and financial struggles like this, right, Mm -hmm. they're twice as likely to experience depression, um, you know, feelings of isolation. And I think, like, a lot of it is back to, like, just not having those kind of basics taken care of, right? Like, going back to, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, you need those bases to be able to do anything else, right? So it is partly also, like, making sure that students have what they need and they have enough um, and that at least, you know, like the lack of food or lack of resources is not going to be something that's going to further isolate folks. Yes. And I read a lot about even younger uh, students who depended on their school for food. So when, when the schools were shut down, you know, they didn't have very many options. And I'm sure at UCI that was also the case as well. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I, I, one of the things that was really important for us to was to stay open during those years of the pandemic as everything shut down, right? I think mm-hmm. in student affairs, other than housing, we were one of the few spaces that remained on campus and never really shut down. Of course, for us, that meant having to re-envision our entire practices and our model, right? And we took everything outside for safety. Um, But we were able to support students throughout those really tough times. And it was interesting because students would tell us, right, that the highlight of their week would be coming out to our food distribution or outdoor distribution because it was the only time they could actually see someone and not only, like, get what they needed, right, but also, like, interact and at least 
see a, a smiley like eye set yes. of eyes right throughout yes. the mask. Yes, yeah, behind so a mask, a very, at least eyes. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough time, but it was also a very like important time, I think, for us to um, think about like how like the student needs are emerging, right? How mm-hmm. else can we evolve uh, to meet to to meet those needs? Yes. What a, what an incredible journey for you, because I'm sure when you got involved in this, you had obviously no idea how your life would be changing. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I uh, I felt very lucky, right, and blessed to be able to, like, get to campus and work on this. But when we started, we I was coming on as a, as in, a one, in a one-year contract with mm-hmm. one year of funding for this work. Um, no real, like, indication that this could grow to the level that it has grown. Um, and I remember right in that initial year, like there was a lot of fear of like what's going to happen next year. What if funding doesn't get renewed um, and having to make a decision, right? Am I going to apply for something more permanent and all their roles on campus or somewhere else? And, mm-hmm. and having this moment of like, you know, in my head, I was like, it's impossible that this is all going to shut down. Like students are coming through. I mean, I saw it right day one. We opened the pantry. Twelve students showed up. By week two, we had about like 50 students showing up on average. And by the first month, it was about 90 students. So wow. I could see it growing so quickly. And I was, part of me was like, there's no way that this could uh, cease to exist. But I also right. never would have imagined that it would have grown to the level that it has. Oh, yes. And I'm sure it will continue because, you know, from what I'm seeing in the mental health space, once you start saying, I'm here for you, you know, I, I, I see you and I want to be a resource for you, slowly... It's like a domino effect. Students will start coming out more and more and feel, you know, like it's a safe space to be heard. Oh, yeah. And, and we see it already, right? And we see the, the power of kind of like students, like word of mouth. They tell their friends and their, their peers, right, and their roommates, like, hey, there's a space. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they hear about somebody's concern. And they're like, hey, I know they can help you here. So students are really good about, like, kind of spreading the word. And, and we see it, right, because any other day we could be open distributing food or yes. helping someone with a college application. And someone might walk in and say, like, you know what, like, I don't even know what to do. I'm going through a lot. And they just kind of break down in front of us. And yes. just having that space and obviously the professionals, right, or social workers, like, ready to support, ready to talk to them and walk them over to the counseling center if need be. Uh, it's really important to have a space, right, that can be identified as like, hey, that's a space where you go if you need any support and you don't even know where to start. Absolutely. Are you going to be at the de-stress event, the 12th and 13th on campus on Ring Road? Uh, we're usually not there. I think we, we used to sometimes provide the snacks for that. Um, I know it's been more of like it happens on Ring Road. Uh, we continue to be operational like throughout the year. Like we never really close unless the campus is closed. Okay. Um, we kind of continue our own like food distributions and all of that we do at our, at our space. Do you have any uh, flyers? Because I'm going to be there. I can hand out some any information you want to promote. I can meet yeah, up sure with you. Yeah, sure thing. I, okay. I'm happy to drop off some okay. of uh, our brochures. Okay. Well, yeah, I know we'll, some we'll of talk. our campus partners that will be there, so oh, um, I can ask if they already plan to have some of our info. If not, I'm happy to provide it. Yeah, because I'm going to have a table there, so we, we can talk oh, after perfect. the show. Um, I do want to mention, you're, so you're doing food distributions beginning December 8th? Yeah, so that's for the mobile pantry. Uh, we'll basically have a schedule going on. We have two distributions already planned for this quarter, right, as the kind of quarter is closing up uh, before the winter holidays. So we'll be at um, um, Arroyo Vista Undergraduate Housing on December 8th, and they'll be in, we'll be in Graduate Housing at Verano 8 the following week on Friday the 15th, which is finals week. Okay. Then we'll obviously kind of like, you know, stop for the break, and then starting January, 
uh, week one, we basically already have a schedule set. Um, every Friday of the month of the week, uh, the Mobile Panther will be out there, and we have a rotating schedule between the undergrad communities, the graduate communities, as well as the um, uh, ACC communities, which are our, our own campus, privately owned communities. Fantastic, and it, and I think you mentioned that um, I have this on the show blog that it's it's going to uh, be at various locations once a month on Fridays. Yeah, so basically, like, every Friday um, of the quarter, the, the, the pantry, the mobile pantry will be out there okay. um, in an, on our rotating schedule. So, like, you know, I think it's Friday of week one will be at undergrad housing. Friday of um, week two will be a grad housing. Friday of week three will go to the ACC communities and then back to the undergrads and then just going to keep rotating throughout the quarter. Okay, great. I do also want to mention uh, some of the items uh, from the menu that are that you're offering. Um, some of the perishables include milk, almond milk, eggs, yogurt, tofu, frozen prepared meals, non-perishables such as bread, pasta, oats, peanut butter, tuna, soup and beans, and produce, apples, oranges, lemons, yams, potatoes, onions, and carrots. And uh, they will be, uh, students will also be screened for CalFresh benefits eligibility and have access to informational resources. That's great. Yes, so anytime we're out there distributing food or doing an outreach event for us, it's important that, you know, we're talking about everything else that we offer as well as, you know, pre-screening for public benefits and getting students uh, plugged into those additional resources. Okay, great. Anything else you'd like to leave listeners with? Uh, no, just that. Uh, thanks for listening and also, obviously, uh, for learning about this, this issue, right? I think a lot of folks sometimes are very surprised to hear that there's challenges, you know, financial challenges with our students and food insecurity, right? And, and I think what I always share is like, well, you know, these are challenges, you know, global challenges that impact everyone in our communities and our students just because they're here in a beautiful campus, they're not immune to these challenges, right? They come right. with different socioeconomic backgrounds and, you know, our students are super bright, obviously, like they got into UCI, but they come from, from all walks of life, right, across California and beyond. And so um, we're really honored to be able to do this work, right, and, and take it very seriously as far as, like, being able to provide that support so that we, our students can thrive, right, and, yes. and succeed academically. Well, and I think about the impact you're making on their lives and how they will never forget this. And then you, yeah, you never know, as they get older, when they come across a student or, or someone that is struggling, how they could possibly, you know, help them. Yeah, sure thing. And we've already had some alumni, you know, like, continue to be involved and kind of reach out and make connections for us. So uh, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of that, right, as we graduate more and more more students. Now, do they need to make uh, an appointment? For the mobile pantry, we highly encourage appointments, uh, but we always take walk-ins, right, because we know sometimes students don't find out about us until they actually see it or they forget, right? So appointments are highly encouraged. That helps us, obviously, better prepare and bring enough food out for the distribution. Um, but walk-ins are also available if needed. Okay. And then the UCI Basic Needs website is basicneeds.uci.edu, correct? That's correct. All right. And if they want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Um, they can either go on our website and find our contact info. We have also a general inquiry email, basicneeds.uci.edu. Um, they can reach out through social media. We're active on both Facebook and Instagram. They can send a direct message through there, and then also our staff will, will respond. Or they can also give us a call. Fantastic. Oh, what is the number? <laughs> or it's on the website? Uh, 949-824-0607. All right. Thank you so much website. for calling in. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. I appreciate you so much.
I've been chatting with Andrea Mora, director of UCI's Basic Needs Center. And if you missed any part of this conversation, it will be up on the show blog within an hour after I wrap. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to listen to a conversation I had with Bishop Michael Curry a while back. He was sharing his new and very timely book, Love is the Way, Holding on to Hope in Troubled Times.